It's that time of year for reflection, seeing what we have done and what we want to do. Wendy leads the team in a discussion of some of our bucket list breweries, festivals, and beers we want to make sure we get to try and attend. We talk about everything from music to TV in this casual episode where we get to learn a little bit more about each other. Whether your beer is in a bottle, can, or glass, kick back and relax. It's Better on Draft. Welcome, everybody. Episode 328 of the Better on Draft podcast. My name is Ken. Thank you so much for joining us. We truly appreciate it on this Friday, the day before the Better on Draft Beer Festival over at Jimmy John's Field. If you're listening live, we hope you do show up tomorrow. Say hi. We are going to have some extra tokens to give you. Uh, but let's go around. First of all, see what everybody is drinking, starting with our new host, officially, Dennis. Welcome. What are you drinking? Hello, hello. Happy to be here. I am drinking. It was a present. It's uh, the Franz Connor uh, Weiss beer, and it's my first time ever having it tonight, and it is fantastic. And who brews it? Uh, I can't read German. Ah, okay. It's a <laughs> very, very German beer. Uh, Wendy, what are you drinking over there? Wendy, you're muted. I uh, I muted everyone and forgot to unmute you. There you go. Hello. So I um, picked up the Oberon Eclipse, which is the new um, off-season Oberon. I thought I'd be interested to see how it differs from regular Oberon. And how does it differ? Um, It is a little more citrusy than the regular Oberon. Um, I really like the can art, though. Like, I would actually get that as a tattoo. Not that I don't already have the Oberon face as the tattoo, but... Well, Daniel, uh, are you going to be getting a tattoo of your beer, and what are you drinking? I mean, I wish I had a camera working this week. I would show you the picture on this. I've got a Beachwood Brewing Mocha machine. Uh, it's an Imperial Coffee Porter out of Huntington Beach and six medal winner uh, between GABF and World Beer Cup. It's actually pretty good. Well, I'm sure we'll be talking so. a lot about uh, GABF World Beer Cup uh, for our topic today. But first, let's go over what I am drinking. I have got a beautiful for elf from dark horse brewing um it is in a bottle so that's how old it is uh many many years old and of course uh r.i.p the original milkshake stout from rochester mills beer company i mean r.i.p in a can let's be real i i I still have so many cases uh (laughs) left of that beer i don't know when i'll get through it but i know i will get through it for sure uh it is also uh the wintertime milkshake stout seasonals, the 12 days of milkshake stout. That's what I was going for. So I have, I think I got six cases of those. Um, Plus I one think, for me still. Uh, I'm guessing. So, yes. Yeah. So I guess I yeah. have five cases left. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to drink them fast enough to say that you're lucky. You'll be lucky if they're uh, still there. I only like half of them anyway. So it's no big deal. 
Well, uh, we don't have a guest this week as we are kind of resetting the show uh, with our brand new host. But before we go into our topic, which Wendy wants to talk about today, Dennis, our new host, why don't you uh, introduce yourself to the fans? Give a a little rundown about what you do, what kind of styles of beer you like, what makes you tick in the beer world. You know, kind of give us a, a breakdown, maybe a little bit about that link right under your name. If you're not watching, of course, go to YouTube.com, Facebook.com, or Twitch.tv, all forward slash better on draft. Hi. Well, thank you. That was a very awesome introduction. My name is Dennis. I am in Holland, Michigan. Um, I have been part of the, the the brewing scene for a little bit, I suppose. Um, used to be a manager at a couple different breweries. Most recently was Guardian Brewing Company over Sagatuck, and it was a great place to be. I no longer work there. Uh, I am a health coach uh, for a company out of San Francisco now. Um, it's great to be able to work remotely, but I'm still still a big fan, uh, friends with everybody around here. Uh, I got a website. It's uh, thepintsizereview.com. It started as a joke and ended up being a lot of fun. And people send me beers from all over, and I talk about it. And um, one thing I like to do, instead of giving it like a number rating, like, oh, five out of five or something like that, you know, I just try and talk about what does it pair with, right? You know, this beer pairs well with a hockey fight or something along those lines. You know, <laughs> like, like it, it, it's very situational. It could be, you know, this beer is really good because it reminds me of a neighborhood bar. This beer is really good because it blew my mind with just the way it was made and the flavors and stuff. You know, it's subjective and it should be, in my opinion. But uh, but that's just a stupid website from a stupid person. And that's me. So, uh, but yeah. What was the rest of your question? Uh, I have a dog. Uh, her name's Lulu. She's a six-month-old corgi, and she's in her kennel right now. Hopefully, she doesn't make herself known too much right now. Uh, yeah. what, what kind of beers are we going to see from you drinking while you're uh, on the yeah. show? Yeah, if it's wet, I'll drink it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Fair um, enough. <laughs> I like do, do you lean towards anything? Like when you go to yeah. a brewery and you're like, oh, man, I got to have at least the IPA or I got to have at least the stout. I want uh it depends on the brewery, right? What they're known for. I want to try what they're known for when I'm going for the first time. I want to see what's gonna be more seasonal, and then I'm probably gonna finish off with something that's gonna make me forget something. Uh but yeah, winter's coming. I'm gonna be getting to those barrel-aged stouts, right? Uh I had a fantastic uh Oktoberfest the other day, which is what I'm leaning towards mostly uh for the next month, probably. You know, something a little bit more malt forward. But I would say I'm a, a seasonal drinker, right? It's going to depend on what I'm, what it is outside and what we're brewing, what's fresh. Or what's not fresh, what's been aged a while, depending. Stout I, winter only or all season? Oh, all season, right? Okay. Guinness, Guinness is your okay. year-round beer, right? Yeah, yeah. No such thing as stout season. Let's get that straight. Because <laughs> yes. by definition, then there has to be an IPA season, uh, and it's time to get those out of there if they're not gonna. And you know if what? They're gonna pretend there's a stout season. Dan, that means that there's no such thing as a pumpkin ale season. Give me pumpkin ales all that's year true. round. No. Oh my God, no! Let's not. <laughs> no, do that's that. not true because pumpkin it, that has a season because it's one they grow. Even though when we put pumpkin beers out now, the pumpkins aren't actually ripe. So. They've screwed I, yeah, that coming out in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think too many people are actually brewing with the pumpkins. I think it's all just the the nutmeg and uh, allspice. And you know what? You can make a true pumpkin ale for that. Uh, I just believe that you can make pumpkin ale all the time, and I'd be perfectly fine with that. I know Dan won't. I know he's not a big fan of the pumpkin beers. Barrel-aged yeah. Starbucks. Ba- I, I tell you, like a barrel age, like a latte, like a coffee stout. Um, That'd be awesome. I 
I mean, I'm sure there's plenty out there. Bottle Logic probably does a hundred of them. <laughs> but without a guest this week, we do have a topic we want to talk about today, and this is Wendy's topic. So, Wendy, take it away. Well, I I've had some friends out of town recently, and they their posts on all their social medias keep coming through, and I'm trying really hard not to be. Um, envious of the fact that they're traveling to all these different breweries. So, but it got me thinking what my bucket list items were, not what brewery I wanted to go to, what festival I wanted to go to, um, things like that. So I was just wondering what everybody's bucket list items are. Is there a specific brewery that you are just dying to go to? I mean, I got the chance earlier in the year to go to Toppling Goliath I still have to get some stuff out about that, but I, it was amazing. It did not um, hinder my view of them at all. I would love to be able to go back for, um, oh God, now I can't even think of the name. Pseudo Sue. Uh... No, the the big festival, the stout that they do. Uh, I don't remember off the top of my oh head. Oh my gosh, sure. why did it just blank? It blanked out of my head because I don't have any notes here. That's um, all right. <laughs> well, while but, you're while you're thinking about the festival, let's let's go around. Is there any beer breweries that you just have not had a chance to visit yet that you really want to visit? Dan? So not too many left. The only one I would think of is probably the brewery because I planned to go there, but got too drunk at Bottle Logic. Uh, so that's probably the only one. I Yeah, it, it happens. But I got too drunk. I was going to go over to Brewery X and um, uh, whoever makes that straight up off of that brown that we used to drink at the hockey stadium um, or the hockey arena. But yeah, the brewery is about the only one left that I'm like, oh, I need to get there. I feel like I've hit everything else that I want to go to. Nice. Nice. Um, personally, uh, I just checked one off earlier this year and that was going to uh, the Burning Foot Beer Festival uh, up in Muskegon. And that was so, I, I didn't know what to expect, really. I just had a lot of friends like, oh, you got to go. You got to go. It's so much fun. It's on the beach. I'm like, cool, drunk people on the beach. Let's, let's, let's party. And I went and it was everything I could hope for more. Like it was massive. They had a big like metal structure with a giant metal hop on top that would shoot flames out. I, I was I I've been to a few festivals, but that was so much fun and the right attitude, the right vibe. I had such a blast. So if you guys get a chance to go next year, you absolutely should. Now, um, were you front row with Ken during the um, Limp Biscuit cover band? That was Wait. that was last year, Dan. Oh, sorry. sorry. There's a Limp Biscuit cover okay. band. Apparently, uh, the, the state of Michigan thing. has a Limp Biscuit cover band, a Corn cover band, and a System of a Down cover band, <laughs> uh, and they do shows together. So yes, there is a Limp Biscuit cover band. Um, yeah, Burning Foot Beer Festival is a awesome festival to go to. Yeah. Definitely one if you get a chance to camp on the beach too on Lake Michigan. Um, I am definitely not a camper. But I used the opportunity to camp while I was there, and it was perfect. Plus, being able to just kind of like stumble over to your tent um, and wake up to the sounds of Lake Michigan were both great. For myself, for a brewery, I really, and this is going to sound like super weird, but I want to go see like the Anheuser-Busch Brewery. I want to go to St. Louis. I, 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 yeah, I want to see the, the get a brewery tour, like not necessarily because 
most of these breweries that we go to, like we can get the beers in one form or fashion, whether it's on draft somewhere in a, a can or bottle from a store, but going to the Anheuser-Busch brewery, like I would love to just go see where they just do something so consistent, so great. Uh, kind of like that Shiner beer tour, uh, a brewery oh, that tour that we did. That's exactly what in- I was thinking about with that because of the scale that they have there. Yeah, so I can only imagine how much bigger. Like when we went to, I went to the Blue Moon Brewery in Denver uh, last year, and I didn't get a chance to really do like a tour or anything like that. You can kind of just see what's going on, but I don't think it's even their production facility. I was going to ask, is that the major, like where they make it, or is that just like, you know, like a tap room? I think that was one of their tap rooms because I think it was called like Blue Moon Rhino, R I N O, or whatever. Um, Oh, their their acronyms yeah. are over there. Yeah, River North. Yeah. Um, what What about you, Dan? Is there a, a festival? Because we know you just came back from GABF for the second year yeah. in a row. Yeah, that one kind of ruins it. Um, You know, I've never been to the one we do at Jimmy John's. I was going to go last year because I came back before you when I was coming out to Michigan. But due to the airline losing my luggage, I had to go back to the oh. airport that night. Yeah. So driving out to, um, I can't even think of what city that is. You know, me North of Utica. Like 14 mile. Yeah. Going out there and then having to go back to the airport at 8 PM wasn't going to work. So that's probably the one festival I'd still want to get to. Well, that makes me very humble, but I don't think we're that important. Uh, yeah, I know it's not large scale, you know, you know, ones that are fun. And I forgot we were, when we were talking about this, you know, that Royal Oak one you and I went to years ago was incredibly fun. You know, At, festivals like that are a great time. When you attend a festival where, like, it, it, almost the beer is secondary, like the festival part itself, yeah. like where you're out there and you're hanging out with other people, um, it's it's definitely a lot different from when we went to that Royal Oak Festival because that was back in 2017 or 2016. Yeah. Um, so that was a completely different beer scene here in Michigan versus today. Uh, Wendy, you, you talked about wanting to go back to the, the toppling Goliath brewery, but what about like beer festivals? Is there one that you haven't really hit yet yourself? Well, I still have not made it to burning foot, even though it gets on my list every year and every year something comes up that weekend. So I can't go. I tried even blocking it off a year ahead of time last year, and it still didn't work. (laughs) Um, And GABF. I was in Denver uh, three days before GABF last year. Yeah, last year, wasn't it? Yeah, and I missed it. Right before we went. (laughs) But that also reminds me, when I was in Golden at that time, I was supposed to do the Coors Tour. And I was really excited about that. And they ended up... The day that we were supposed to do the tour, they ended up doing a big um, appreciation for their employees. So they shut down the plant so that their employees could have some fun before GABF, which I thought was really cool, except for the fact that then I missed the tour. Oh, man. Yeah, it's one of those uh, catch point twos. Like, oh, yes, good. Treat your employees well. But me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but what about me? (laughs) Like, so, can I pretend I'm an employee? Right. I'm like, I'll, clock in. I'll wash some dishes. Yeah. I'll uh I'll I'll help you with the bottling. I'll I'll wipe some, some kegs yeah. down. Yeah, wash some kegs. Heck yeah, I've uh, washed some stuff out before. Dennis, you mentioned burning foot, but what about a brewery? Oh, that's right. Okay. So brews up I, I want to go to mall, uh, but 
I'm right now. I have my eyes set on one batch brewing company over in uh, Corktown, Detroit. Um, uh, really cool people. Really cool what they're what they're doing coming up to. But uh, um, I've been there a couple times, and every time I know that I'm going to be there again, I'm just so excited. So heading to Detroit for Thanksgiving, spend some time with some family, and that's going to be our first stop. Is hitting up Batch Brewing Company. Uh, just hanging out. I know they 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 get some of their hops from the UP. Their Empire hops, I believe, is what they get uh, from up there. And just they always have solid stuff. Always have solid food, solid beers, and just really cool people. I remember ordering beer. Can I get this? And uh, the server looked me dead in the eyes. Goes all right, and just turns around, starts pouring. Like I was nothing, and it was cool. I was like, "You're so cool right now." <laughs> I was, uh, just a really cool vibe there, and I've been dreaming about it. I think we, we've we've talked about what makes a brewery and there's definitely breweries out there that, you know, can be considered quote unquote small time like batch mm-hmm. isn't necessarily the largest brewery. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you get, you know, something that really sticks like the Alchemist mm-hmm. over in Burlington is a great brewery, but it's because of where it is. It's located in such a beautiful area that you can mm-hmm. just kind of sit outside and enjoy like you know, the, the Northeast area in Vermont and enjoy the weather and enjoy the nature. And those are always a lot of fun for me. Like I, I talk about wanting to go to Anheuser-Busch. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do think on top of my bucket list too, is going to be funky Buddha. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they have easily my favorite beer that's ever been produced. I love it, every West, time right? I get it. I think so. Yeah. Um, and it, it's a beer that just kind of sits on the shelf down in Florida, and I just can't necessarily get it all the time. So going to the brewery would be nice, but also, you know, supporting them by being there, I think, is always great. And also trying stuff on draft because everybody knows it's better on draft. Mm-hmm. I'll put uh, that well, name somewhere. No. <laughs> Funky Buddha is in Oakland Park, Florida. Oh, okay. I did no have idea where that go is, there but... once. Um, and they were promoting their, uh, it was the pig one, the, uh, oh, well, it's sh- not the Magnalista Porter. Cause that's uh no. right brain. <laughs> I was made with Scrapple too. All right. She's looking at OP Porter. Well, OP Porter. But it is, it's a smoked ham Porter. Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Well, that's remember the one made with like hundred dollar bills from Griffin Claus uh, called like Miso Ornery or something. No, Whoa. you're you're thinking not. Oh, Griffin am I thinking Claw. a different beer? Well, that's so the Mi- Kim Jong Un beer. Is yeah, what I'm Miso Ornery was the Kim Jong Un beer. The big ass money, I think, is what it was called. Um, and <laughs> made I'm with like hundred dollar bills and frozen pizzas. No, that's right, and frozen pizzas. We had it. Back in the very early days of the show, it was an interesting beer. It's less of a beer and more of a soup. Yeah. (laughs) So something, Dennis, you brought up something that caught my attention. So uh, Badge is something you always try to go to every time you come into the Detroit area. So what's everybody's go-to breweries when you go to a certain area? That's what I'm kind of interested of. Mm. Because, like, for me, when I come to Michigan, it's unexpected. Um. And I always make time for it because I really do think Eddie makes some of the best stouts in the country. Um, I've had a lot of them, and he really does make some of the best. And I know he got trained out at um, the Speedway Stout guys. I'm trying to think of the name of the brewery off my head in San Diego. 
Thank you. Um, so if he if he learned there, like he was telling us about, that's a good place to learn. So that's one I always have to go to. Um, but yeah, I'm curious. Then, do you guys all have Musco breweries when you go to a certain spot? Mm. What about you, Ken? I'm, yeah, I'm trying to think of spots that I I typically go to a lot. Uh, for me, going to say like like Three Floyds is always just like a, a necessary stop on the way to Chicago. Um, so not yeah, necessarily example. Yeah, not necessarily you know going there to go there in that area, but on the way to Chicago, I'll always stop at um, Three Floyds. I think for me also, um, there was a point in time where anytime I was in Grand Rapids or the Grand Rapids area, I was stopping at Jade and James. Um, I was getting oh, that monkey butter, butter stuff. Yeah. yeah, and bringing it back. Like that was just a a must stop. But now that I go into these other cities, or if I'm going to like, if I'm going to Detroit myself, I I definitely will try to hit up. If it all depends on the area too, like that's so hard to to really say because they're in like different little segregated areas. Sure. Um, yep. You know, I, I I would think something would come to mind, but really nothing. Because like, if I'm going up into like Midtown, like I want to go to Motor City, like that's a must mm-hmm. stop. Like I have to go to Motor City. I need pizza. I need beer. Um, my Ghetto Blaster, my Nut Bandit. Um, but if I'm yep. going to like, if I'm going to downtown. It, like downtown, I'm probably like gonna make area. The, Yeah, I'm probably still gonna make the trek out to phase on. Um yeah, good brewery too. Yep. Cause even so, like I think Corktown is its own little entity. Um yeah. and there's even another another brewery coming up into Corktown by the end of the year that should be coming oh. up here soon. So it's a really good question though. And to be honest, I haven't had a chance to travel much lately. I mean, ever since well, 2020, travel's been a little bit harder. Yeah. And so some of the places I liked, you know, they're gone or, you know, or I just haven't been there in years, just, you know, the state of things. But yeah, you know, like, like you mentioned, when I'm going to Detroit, it's like, I got to stop at batch. I really, I really, I'm getting the shakes. I need it. You know, (laughs) (laughs) it's your fix. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was good stuff and, and good people. And that, that ties it together. Like the whole vibe, right. You know, Festival sometimes is more about the vibe than is even about the beer, and some yep. places are the exact same way. Uh, I know this oh, corner yeah. of this pub, so and yeah. Before we get to you real quick, when you, yeah, another thing too, my new G, GABF tradition on Wednesday night is going to True and to um and to Dark, uh, Black Sky. What's that? Also, a very good brewery. Yeah, because and they're both heavy metal themed, so you know that's <laughs> right up my alley. The beer is excellent, but it's also <laughs> secondary. So it's a great spot. Now, what about you? When do you travel a lot? Is there somewhere uh, you must stops? You probably have a few. So, um, we've talked about Bachelor already a lot on this <laughs> this podcast, yeah. but uh, I have friends that actually make a joke of the fact that I can make Batch on my way home from anywhere. <laughs> uh, to the point where I actually did a post about it the other day, and I was like, this is definitely on my way home from Troy. Not at all. <laughs> but girls got to eat. Um, so batch is definitely one that I will end up at most often. Um, Arclight, it's hard for me to go past them without stopping there. Um, their snickerdoodle porter is one of the best things I've ever had. Um, Agma, it's hard to drive past Jackson. If I'm going out of town, I'm stopping on the way out or I'm stopping on the way in for sure. 
Um, and then March draftness winners out of state Indianapolis. If I am in that area, I am going to deviate brewing no matter what. I love their beer so much. And their vibe actually reminds me a lot of Batch. I'm in. Oh, nice. So, yeah, from the very beginning, <laughs> I was like, you. It, 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 I felt just as home there as I do at Batch. So that was kind of my thing. From the from the Facebook page, uh, going back to beer festivals, and I think this is one that is on my list of things I still need to get to. There, there's two that I want to get to. One that I'm hoping to get to next month, and then another one next year. Uh, Fobab is coming up in November. The Festival of Barrel Aged Beers in Chicago, uh, which is easily a a top beer festival over there. And then, of course, the Great Taste of the Midwest. Uh, there is also a secondary part of that festival. If you get a chance to go with the Coonan Brewers Guild, uh, you don't need to be a part of it. Um, but they take the bus up there, so they drive you up there. You can, you know, room with everyone and, you know, be in the same hotel. Everyone's bringing their own beers, bringing their own home brews. Uh, it's a party on the way up there, party there, party all the way back. So definitely a great opportunity to go and, you know, drink beer. Again, great taste. That's one of those festivals that sells out every year. It doesn't matter. So make sure you get your tickets early and uh, go hang out there for sure. Uh, Carla agrees with me. Fobab is great. Um, what about you, Dan? Like you, you mentioned Colorado, but what about like, you know, where you are local yeah, in Temple Phoenix, um, or you go to LA plenty of times. Like what's, what's your go-tos, uh, other than so, Michigan and Colorado. So my go-tos actually wouldn't be in the LA area. Well, I mean, if you're in orange County, Anaheim, you know, you're going to go to bottle logic. That's a must stop. Um, but actually, I go to San Diego more, and the two that I need to stop out there every single time are Pizza Port and, um, oh, my God, now I'm having a brain fart like Wendy did. The I think Victory it's just at the day. Yeah, Ballast Point. Ballast Point are the two that, that are must-stops for me. Every time I go out there, I would try to get to McKellar. That's now closed, and I would try to get to Stone, and it would just never happen because those two are just too dang good as far as that goes. Um, in Arizona... The big one is Dark Sky up in Flagstaff. That's a must stop too. Um, but as far as in Phoenix, there aren't really a lot that are like must go to. The best breweries are in Flagstaff. I know the guys over at the shop told us they didn't think so, but when we did that show with them. But yeah, um, a lot of the Phoenix breweries are just there. Um, the one I took you to um, when we when you first came out years ago. Uh, called Fate is really good, but other than that, there's nothing you're really like. I have to go there. It's just they're just kind of there. Well, continuing the conversation with bucket lists, it wouldn't be complete without bucket list beers. What are everyone's bucket list beers? The beers that they just have yet to try that they've wanted to try that's always been out of their reach, whether it's been due to distribution. Uh, due to the fact that it is just super rare. Um, what What is out there for you? Uh, Wendy, I'm sure you've got a few. So my brain fart from earlier, KBBS, that is still to this oh, day. Yeah, that that's me. One. <laughs> Even though I was able to go there, I still couldn't get any KBBS. Yeah, K- KBBS and then uh, SR71 from Toppling Goliath, too, is another one that is 
Uh, both of them are on my list of beers that I would like to try soon or one day, I guess you should say, it doesn't matter if it's soon, as long as I get a chance at it. Uh, what about you, Dennis? I was, I cannot remember the name of this beer, but it's from three Floyds and they release it every year at their dark, dark Lord, Lord days. Yeah. Yeah. Dark Lord days. And, um, I've never had it. I've never had it. I know it's, it's gone immediately, you know, and I've, I've never had the opportunity to go to their big old metal festival, right? So I'd like to make that happen someday. That yeah, that's actually kind of kind of shocking that Dan, you didn't pick Dark Lord Day as like your your festival since they'll get like big metal bands there. And so you know, it's funny. You know, the one you that I thought about after we were talking about that is when they did the LA version of the Metal and Beer Fest. That have that the guy didn't get back to us to last minute. I had other plans, and then they've never done it out here again. Um, I don't know if it didn't do well, but they have the one in Philly still. That I've, that's on the bucket list. I wish it was uh, still on the side of the country. But there's one in Denver this year. Oh, is there? Yep, uh, December first and second. Oh, we'll have to talk about that offline. We might have to try to make that happen. Philly <laughs> uh, has I'm, some I'm, good beer too. I'm looking at uh, some of the the names of the artists and I couldn't tell you one of them. Um, I, I got, I got primitive men, man, primitive man, Ken mode. That's a, that's a good name. That's oh, you, that your band. <laughs> uh, I, I, the red cord, I could read that one. Um, Ken, where you look at the logos. Yeah. You're trying at the to logos. Figure out. <laughs> looks like the back of a bus seat. Uh, just all yeah. cracks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Those are the best there's logos. Some, there's some that like the the one for Agaloc, A G A L L O C H. Um, like you could see it, but then there's some that like I'm looking at this this list and you cannot. There there is absolutely no way you're going to be able to tell some of the names of this. And thankfully, because we are online, I can uh, share with you. Yay! This could be a game where you just get have oh. to guess the name of the band. Yeah. Okay, this is like the Marvel Cinematic Universe of metal bands. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's I have a Mr. Bungle shirt where they did a play <laughs> on the the thrash metal or the death metal logos. Yeah. Like this is great. Is that the Monsters? What? Is that the name of that it's one? I saw too. Uh, I I think Munsons. it's the Munsons, like uh, oh. Roy E. Oh, okay. This, this is amazing, and I'm scared of reading him backwards in Summoning Satan. But uh, it looks great. I'm. I want to go. Ken Mode. That that's just, that yeah. is your band, but you're 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 covering Depeche Mode. Yeah. So you go there, and it, it's Ken singing Depeche Mode covers in just a thong and nothing yeah. else. It's just that, oh dear thanks, God! Thanks for the image. I don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks, Dan. <laughs> I love it. I so love yeah, it. so this is the the Metal and Beer Festival. Decibel Magazine puts this on once or twice per year, yeah. as you can see by the giant decibel. So this is going to be in uh, Denver, Colorado. Uh, it's presented by True. It relapse records. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I I don't Amazing. know. Uh, again, there's here's the little cottage brewery dan that's probably up your alley with that probably there's black sky there's three floyds three floyds Floyds has done a lot of the metal band spears if you recall back in the day well their dark lord day is a huge metal beer like metal festival like they're they bring in some of the best metal bands 
I, I would guess. I don't know much about metal bands. <laughs> I tried to get tickets like four years in a row. We had three of us trying to get tickets and we could never get them. So I kind of gave up. That's for awesome. Dark Lord Day? Yeah. I'm but I have tried to get every year. They figure. don't out in 2022, 2023. So I, I think you can go next year. Um, Looks like it's May 18th next year, 2024. Uh, I don't see any updates regarding when tickets will go on sale. You can get a uh, email notification for when it does get on sale, but yeah. Do you get advanced tickets, Ken, because of Ken mode? Uh, I mean, I should. I should just be like, yeah, this is Ken, the, the, the titular uh, um, artist from the band Ken mode. Just show up and be like, yeah, tickets for Ken. Awesome. <laughs> and they'll just let you in. They'll just let you in, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm with the band. I'm Ken of Ken Mode. There I you am go. <laughs> mode comma Ken. Present. <laughs> yeah, so last year Dark Lord Day had Cannibal Corpse, uh Dang. Pelican Enforced, and a special guest, which this was obviously a, a promo, so I have no idea who the special guest was. Um yeah, but but yeah it happens. Corp. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I, I was. That's what I was saying. Like I, I recognize the name. Therefore, I know that it's uh, a decent sized band for for what it was. Municipal Waste. That was the the special guest. Oh boy, yeah, that's another good one. I was yeah, gonna say I, I, I reckon I recognize the name. So that's how big <laughs> they are. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have to go. <laughs> I, have, I must go. Dennis, what's your music? Apparently, I'm getting soft in my old age. (laughs) My my music. I don't know who those are. (laughs) Uh, Okay, I'm a big Dave Grohl fan. Like anything that he's touched, I'm in. Uh, He had a really cool metal band uh, that he recorded all the music for back in the day uh, called Probot. Uh, He did all the uh, all the instruments, and then had different metal singers singing on that. And that is a that I I pretty much wore out the CD on that back in high school. Um, not just metalhead though. I I love rock. I love blues. Uh, and I don't know, man. Like I used to play a lot of music back in college. Just how, how I paid my rent. I was in like ten different bands. Um, so if it has live people on stage, I'm going to probably enjoy something about it. Yeah, I agree with that. So I'm going to put you on the spot real quick. Um, Nirvana. On a like, greatest thing David Girl Dave Girl ever touched or overrated. Oh, I can't say it's overrated, but I'm not gonna say it's the greatest thing he ever touched. Um Yeah, see, I think they're overrated, especially when it comes to grunge music. I've never never understood the obsession, but that's my opinion, of course. That's okay. I, make, I don't don't want one star reviews on iTunes. <laughs> they're talking about beer is really cool until they start talking about Nirvana and they suck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you probably like Pearl Jam better. No, Allison James. They're still Allison, the kings of, the, awesome. of grunge. Yeah, I was a Chris Cornell fan though, so Soundgarden. You very good too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Rip in peace. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Wendy? What's your musical go to? <laughs> Usually musicals. It's That's fine. fine. All right. Yeah. No, I like I listen to everything. So my favorite band to see live ever is Papa Roach. They have um, the best stage presence to me. They're always so excited to be there. And I just, I love the feeling that I get when I watch them. Um, But I, I love a lot of different music. So 
there's really not anything that I don't listen to. I'm not as a fan of the new country as I was of older country. Um, well, it's more poppy now, isn't it? Like pop music, basically, or almost like country yeah. rock. Is pop weird the you're you're yeah, looking pop more like country hip hop, like with the, well, the I was thinking about like that the, Jason Aldean song that caused all that controversy, things like that. They, they, in in my opinion, what you see with a lot of modern country because they're adding like the 808s and stuff. There was a, a pretty good, um, not a documentary, but like uh, one of those YouTube essayists that came out. Um, and had like a really professional done and talked like with a lot of people in the industry after um, what was the old town road guy? Um, Little Nas X. Yeah. Little yeah. Nas X. So he came out and had like this. And then this guy's like, here you go. I'm just going to play a bunch of brand new, you know, country songs and played all these songs. Like here's the 808s. Here's this, here's this. And it's for a lot of people like music, is always evolutionary and is always mm-hmm. borrowing from other artists. So you're going to see rock get a little bit more country country, get a little bit more hip hop. You know what? Hip hop, get a little bit more country. Um, well, think about it. If you go back in the day when the, the metal or the rock and rap scene kind of blended together, like think about anthrax and um, what's that Chuck D and Flava Flav band. I can't think of the mm. name what they go by. And Aerosmith and Run DMC. Yeah, Public Enemy. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, But then it it developed into New Metal, which, you Mm -hmm. know, look at Slipknot. They're one of the biggest bands in the world. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and all those bands, especially in the early 2000s. So they do blend together and take from each other. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. There's a there was a good documentary series that the Foo Fighters put out uh, a few years ago now um it's called sonic highways and they did they recorded a song in a different city right uh each song was in a different city when they recorded in nashville they got to talk to a bunch of like the old country artists and stuff like willie nelson uh dolly parton and they're like yeah country like they like their singers and they like their songwriters but they don't like their singer songwriters so that's where you see a lot of like the musical not musical influence but the corporate influence especially modern country as well and they did a really good deep dive into that. Highly recommend that. Well, there's, you know, if you look at some of the old country, like the the Willie Nelson type country, Johnny Cash, like mm-hmm. it is very, very what we would consider like progressive messaging. Like mm-hmm. fuck, fuck the cops, fuck the police, fuck the prison system, fuck capitalism. Like these are things that everyone was singing back in the 60s and 70s in that genre and as things progressed, like country, the, the message kind of changed. And I think Bo Burnham, you know, pretty much puts a, a cherry on the top of that Sunday of how new country is like, oh, you, you know, you're driving your F-150 that's never seen a, a dirt road before. Um, that kind of <laughs> thing. I'm actually looking at Sonic Highway. So this was back in 2014. Yeah. Um, so a, a little bit ago. Um, we are getting older. Yeah, yeah. Well, well Dan, I, I mean, still think the '90s were like five years ago, so. right? <laughs> yeah, you bring up metal all the time. I mean, what's yeah. what's on your your playlist when it's not, um, you know those those metal type bands? What else do I listen to? Yeah, um, a lot of industrial, a lot of God, it's all metal basically. But industrial is the other big go to. Uh, B-Born Baton put out a hell of an album this year. Um, 
not too long ago, which has been my jam. I've probably played out, you know, I only buy vinyl now when it comes to buying music. And I've probably played that thing 50 times so far. It's probably halfway through its life. Um, but I like to go towards, you know, some of the, um, some of the stuff like, you know, Taproot, unfortunately I had to miss that show, but you know, some of the not heavy stuff, but you know, Taproot's great. Um, Chevelle's coming to town where I'm at pretty soon. I'm going to go check that out. Things like that. Not the deep, heavy stuff, but, you know, the more fun, upbeat type of stuff. Um, I'm trying to think, like, Seven Dust is probably metal. Another one's coming. Or even the fun stuff, like a Dragon Force, is something I'll go listen to. Some little, what they refer to themselves as video game metal. But, yeah, things like that. Just the lighter <laughs> stuff, but still on the harder side. My my favorite thing to see, if you have not seen it on TikTok, but the lead singer, I think, of Dragon Force is on TikTok, or at least one of the, the head guys, and he reacts to people who do Through the Fire and Flames, but typically on, like, non-standard instruments. So, it's like, a guitar someone, player. Yeah. It, okay, yeah, so he'll, he'll be like... He'll he'll look at it and it's someone doing it on the harp and doing it naturally mm-hmm. on the harp or someone doing it on a a, a weird maybe like a, a Asian type um, you know string instrument that not yeah. many people know about or understand how it's playing so uh, that's that's always fun to see. Yeah, I love I think- watching those because he you know he gets this and I won't take up too much time with this, but the reactions he gets from that because that's a song he even explains it. You can't play it on one guitar. You need both of them to actually do it people try but and the way to see people adapt it is a lot of fun i think that's that's also a big thing with music especially in 2023 and the ability to get your content out um you know waiting through a lot of bad content is fine but there are a lot of people i i can't tell you how many times if i hear a song and like i want to listen to like an acoustic version or someone do a cover of that song and it could be a rap song could be a rock song um but anything like where I can get a different feel for that track, um, acapella, like I'm, I'm, I'll be an acapella nerd. Like I used to watch that Nick Lachey TV show that was like the acapella competition, the reality. Well, I was show. gonna say, were you watching Where in the World Is Carmen San Diego? Oh yeah, oh the they had on there. Some somebody did a Where Are They Now with the that acapella group that did the the intro theme with the the guy with that really deep voice. I was like, yeah, San Diego. That was my impression. Yeah. And that's still like, it's still eight <laughs> octaves too high. Um, but yeah, I love reaching out. Sorry, Wendy. I see you. You're ready to chat. Um, I, I love looking for alternative content to current music. I was leaving that opening for you, Wendy. Oh, I like that. Now, I wanted to go back to the acapella thing. So are you talking about just the acapella singing or like the acapella music where they make the instrument noises with their mouth? Like that so guy like from one guy's East Academy? Ones. I can't remember the name of the of the group. The that Pentatonix? Really that. Yeah, it so- freaks me out when they do that. <laughs> freaks I've- me out. Like, I can't handle it. I've seen the Pentatonix live and I saw them at the Fox. And mm-hmm. they did a no mic um, song. They did Oh Holy Night. It was their Christmas tour. And at the Fox in Detroit, if you're not unaware, the acoustics there are so like amazing, especially for the time it was built, like how they were able to do this. And mm-hmm. I'm sitting in the 300s and they're singing Oh Holy Night, no mics, no extra content, everyone quiet. And you could hear it as if you were standing right next to them. Like that's how. 
um, bone chilling it was to hear that song from that far away, but all, all vocal. So yeah, I do like the, um, uh, music. I definitely like a little bit more doo-wop. So if you get like, not necessarily like a barbershop quartet, but like the, the old school, like, uh, for some that's singing Motown, like Aretha Franklin, uh, that's the kind of music that I would definitely be more akin to. There is on YouTube, and I'm, I've been racking my brain this whole time trying to think of the name of that damn show. Um, Nick Lachey hosted it. That's all I remember. Um, but they did the, um, uh, what, what's the Caddyshack song? Is it I'm All Right or is it an yep. actual? Yeah, the Kenny like, Loggins song. They Kenny Loggins, yes, yes. They did that song yeah. in acapella, and it was um, a group called the Philharmonic, which was all Filipino, hence the name Phil Harmonic. And amazing, um, I think it was, I love that name. Uh, it might have been the sing off, yeah. Uh, it probably is. You just looked it up. <laughs> um, and uh, they they did it against like a uh, a country group that does like country acapella. And they got like one of the country guys, they taught him how to beatbox and they like the, it, it was a fun little event. So like that kind of stuff always, I, I love hearing, as I said, different types of music, but um, I know we've kind of gone way off track. This is better on vinyl, better on music, better, better on, on Spotify. Vinyl, yeah. You know what? That's, that's fine. It's, it's a okay. fun show today. No guests today. We're here to have fun folks. If you're not live with us, join us live Friday, 7, 15 PM Eastern. We are on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. You can interact with us just like Carla's done earlier today. Tell us your favorite bands, your favorite artists, what you like to listen to. Um, but there, there was that a goes, question. That out- goes for toots too. That goes for toots McCrog. Yes. Over in <laughs> Twitch. I, have, I haven't seen toots show up yet. Um, I, my, my question is, is that when you are at a um, a ballpark, a hockey arena, a concert, when you go to drink beer, do you want to drink like beer that's, you know, solid, easy to drink? Or are you still looking for that craft beer when you go to these types of events? Oh, I totally look for the craft beer. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah, I was at um the Iron Maiden concert at uh Little Caesars back in October. 100% found the craft beer bar and was drinking whatever was there. And then even at the State Theater trying to drink whatever the most craft like it was like Mango Cart or something cuz they have all Anheuser Busch. So getting the most craft beer possible is what I do. And same out here, Ken, you've been to a show out here. You know, we were drinking Kilt Lifter. Yeah, it's in Anheuser Bush, but it's uh Arizona only beer that you're gonna find. So that's always fun to find because you'll find that at are- at arenas. You know, it won't be it won't be craft, quote unquote, because you know Anheuser Bush bottom or someone to that extent, but it's one of those craft breweries that used to be a craft brewery that they're still producing their stuff. I think when I say craft, I imply not light lager. Oh, I see what you mean, but yeah, so yeah, I'm never looking for a ultra or a you know, triple hopped uh, Miller light. I mean, for me, like I'm, I'm going to the lions game on Sunday and I know damn well, like I'll probably hit, like on the way to the uh, arena, we park at MGM and walk to Ford field. Like I'll be drinking a tall boy, a Labatt probably on the way there. And then when we get in there, I might, nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so- and then on the way there, or when we get there, I don't, the the craft beer options, I'm not gonna lie, at Ford Field are trash. 
They're bad, um, but it's like uh, four IPAs. Yeah, I was gonna say, what were we drinking at SummerSlam? It was really middle of the road kind of stuff. I feel like I was drinking Miller Lite at SummerSlam. You might have been. And I think I had like a Bell's Two Hearted or something like that. And Mike was drinking similar, and so was Nick. But yeah, that's the best that you get there. I I, I want to hop in on this because it, it, it once again that's that dependent on the situation kind of thing, right? So if I'm at a game, I'm yeah, you're right. You're probably not going to have a really great selection of craft beer. If I see something like a Two Hearted, something yeah, I'll get that. But for some reason, I'm going to hockey game. I'm thinking Coors, like like that's what I associate with a hockey game or something along those lines. And I'm not going to be too picky when I get there. For some reason, that's just what tastes like a good time to me while watching a bunch of guys beat the shit out of each other on, on the ice. It's awesome. Yeah, it's funny you bring that up. Oh, sorry. One, one second, Wendy. I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, um, but it's funny. I go to a lot of hockey games uh, in Arizona, and we have a 5,000-seat arena. And they have uh, Grand Canyon Brewing selling beer there. So you can get a good amber at least. Or you can get, you yeah. know, your generic Miller Lite, Mick Ultra, you know, your $40 double shot of vodka and soda. So, yeah, <laughs> I feel I feel like we're lucky because we have that. And, Ken, the beer I thought about when we were in Las Vegas was Golden Road, uh, get up off of that brown. That's one of those ones that are an Anheuser-Busch-owned brewery, but it's nice to find at an arena. Yeah, sorry, I'm, always going going I'm, sorry. The, I'm always going for the craft beer first. Um, if not, it's going to be like a PBR or a Coors, um, depending on what they have to offer, because sometimes they're not great craft beers. You know, I heard that PBR is still the biggest craft brewer in the nation. It's the biggest right? craft beer in the nation. Ken, yeah. you got to tell so your I... Lefindemun story. Oh, my God. Um so that's that's definitely a uh, I'm about to say a crime of opportunity, which I feel like it was after <laughs> the amount that I drank. So for me, I'll, I'll, I'll preface this with if it costs for a 12 ounce craft beer, the same as a 24 ounce Miller Lite, I'm going with the 24 ounce Miller Lite. Not because I want to get more drunk. Obviously, the ABV is probably the same when you add it all up. But for me, I want to be able to like just drink the beer throughout the the event. Like I want to be able to sip on it. It's it's just what it is. Like when I go bowling, I drink Miller Lite. I don't drink uh, Alaskan Amber, which they have on draft or Oktoberfest. I'm still curious how long that Amber keg has been there because uh, it's <laughs> it's always on tap, and I've never seen it change. I see the Sam Adams one change. I never see the Alaskan Amber change. Um, but there was a time. So this would have been. 2016, 2017, uh, I got, uh, this was at Joe Louis Arena and the Rave Tent, Rave is a distributor here in Metro Detroit, uh, the Rave Tent, which had all the craft beers and imports and stuff, had La Fin de Mun 23 ounces for, I think it was like nine bucks. And I looked at it and I'm like, you're joking like this is wrong like you can't be right and the first one cashed through you know whenever you buy something and you think the price is wrong you're like oh, i'll try it just in case and the price was right and i remember just stumbling back and forth because i didn't drive so i could do whatever i wanted um and and buying la fin de and at at the last one walking those jla stairs down from the top of the 200s was a experience to say the least um <laughs> 
but I, I also think at that time I was definitely still what in those types of events, I was a ABV per dollar drinker and La Fin de Mun is an amazing beer and nothing against that, but I, I was definitely drinking ABV per dollar to get the most messed up at that event. See, and I would have just picked the La Fin de Mun because it's a good beer. It, I, I think it was a little bit of both. I I mean, there are times where I've drank Dragon Mead's Final Absolution because it was the same price as you know, Miller Lite or something like that. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to drink Final Absolution because I'm going to get really hammered. Nothing Your is better the than... same price. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing I... is better than the $5 Boombas. You could get a Final Absolution at the East Point Pub. You, oh, that's you insane. Could, you $10 could get... was all you needed for the night. <laughs> yeah, you could get uh, probably like seven fifty, dollars uh, 23 ounces at... Um, I'm trying to think of whatever uh, a place that I hosted trivia on the east side, and I remember I drank three, stood up, sat down, and um, <laughs> yeah, I stayed there for like two extra hours playing music for free because I was like, I can't drive anywhere, like, I'm I am way too messed up. But that, that's, that's as bad as when you were 19 and at Augie's for Boomba Night. I never went to Augie's at 19 to drink, sir. Sorry, my bad, not that. Statue of Limitations is up and uh, the bar is closed, <laughs> so they can't even get an MLCC. Um, all right, so we have uh, a few minutes left before we take our break for the craft beer news. Of course, uh, you can always join us live. Please join us, chat with us, interact with us, especially when we have a guest on. You can ask guest questions. We're going to be having plenty of uh, guests coming up soon uh, to talk with, just like we had Wendy Yingling on Uh Earlier this year, we've also had uh, Jeff and Marcy Larson from Alaskan Brewing. Uh, we've had the folks over at Sierra Nevada. We've had the brewery. We've had plenty of the the beers that we want to drink, the places we want to go. We've had many of them on our show, so go check out you know our who 400 we plus episodes. Who have we not had? Trogues. We have Why not had Trogues. Not on our show yet? I, Wendy, I have. I have I, to go back to that drinking a mad alpha to like get them on the show. I, I have reached out to Trogues, but I want to ask you guys uh, one final question, a bucket list, but more of a goal set. Uh, so for the year, the, the fiscal year, 2023-2024 of Better on Draft, so year number nine, because that is the year we're in, year number nine of podcasting, uh, what is your goal for that when we celebrate our ninth year anniversary that you want to be telling us you did? in the past year is it a festival is it a beer is it a brewery uh wendy you are the most traveled i think out of all of us right now with all the volunteer work that you do and all the traveling that you do for fun what is the one thing you want to say you've done this year i think i would like to go to telling goliath for the kbbs release kbbs release we're holding you to it daniel Oh, so I originally was going to say open every beer we have at the ninth anniversary. Um, oh, maybe at episode number four. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, I wish you were there, Dennis. I wish you were there for that night. <laughs> there will be a um, night. Let's see. 
yeah. I, I would say go listen to episode 300, but we recorded that well before you opened up every beer. Yeah, that was a good episode. <laughs> that was Very a really good episode. Good episode. <laughs> um, geez, you know what? I'm going to throw this out here because he told me to reach out to him. Uh, let's get, um, let's get, uh, oh God, I don't want to get, who do I want to get? Do I want to get Sam or do we want to get, no, we want to get Jim. Let's get Jim Cook on the, mm. on the, here before the ninth anniversary. All right, we bring back Boston Beer Company with Jim. Dennis, you're the new guy. It doesn't have to be a better on draft specific uh, um, bucket list item, but what is your goal for the next year, especially now that you're on the show? Like, what what are we going to see from you next year? When's the ninth anniversary? It'll be October with the first episode of October 2024. All right. Okay. We can do a lot by then, and I can do a lot by then. I want to actually get to sit down with everybody on this podcast in a room. I want to drink a few too many beers with you guys. That's what I want to do. I want to hang out. I want to party, and I want to meet more people that are fans of this podcast, and I want to take it to the next level. I think we can do that. I'm really, really, really excited. Well, damn, I don't have to say that now. Um, It's funny. (laughs) I ran into people at GABF that listen to it. It kind of... I message kind of what happened it kind of caught me off guard you're like in the nicest way possible dan you do have a look did Uh, they recognize i I totally do yeah well yeah well they recognize the name on the badge i totally have a look i stand out in a crowd (laughs) i'm six foot three i got this damn beard i got long hair i stand out for sure but yeah they would notice sunglasses on indoors yep even at midnight (laughs) yeah of course i'm gonna look like a hobbit standing next all (laughs) y'all No. <laughs> no, she <laughs> no. <laughs> Wendy's pretty uh, short. <laughs> yeah, when when Wendy is pretty short. I think she still has Nick though. I do. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I I'm do. sure you do. <laughs> Not by much. <laughs> so so I have I have a few different goals. Uh the podcast goal, I have I have three breweries that I really, really, really want to get on. Um, or people, I should say, because one of them is Charles Papazian, uh, former president of the Brewers Guild. Um, I want to bring on one day to hear everything from Kings and Convicts. I want the Ballast Point story. I want, even if it's oh, just man. Ballast Point, I want the Ballast we, Point story. Have we reached out to them at all? Yes. Uh, and, last, and lastly, I want to uh, be able to, one, present some extra content for everyone here, um, including getting some stories about breweries that are no longer with us and why they are no longer with us. Um, I have, I think there are plenty of stories out there as to the, the rise and falls of some of these breweries from, and, and these are going to be more local to the Michigan folks here. Uh, that includes potentially talking with Bobby Mason, of Michigan beer company, uh, talking with the folks at Sellerman's, uh, to hear to hear that story and see what they're doing. Um, there are Mark Larson over at Falling Down. Like there is a lot of things both brewery owners and fans of beer can learn from these people. And I want to be able to tell that story. So that is my goal by the end of uh year nine. We bring you some extra content um re- regarding that. And and not to hark down as to why they failed or anything like that, but simply to, uh, again, as we do with every brewery, tell their story, and hopefully people can learn from it. 
Uh, so that is going to do it. We are going to take a break if you're listening live for about 10 minutes. Uh, we are going to come back with the craft beer news. Uh, this is the first time I've ever done this. Uh, so no matter what you think of your beer, we think it's better on draft. Have a good night. Cheers. <laughs>